The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. A proposed new cycling route linking Limerick's city centre to the South Circular Road has caused a political storm. Fianna Fáil TD Willie O'Dea has constantly voiced opposition to this proposal. Well, I'm joined now by Brian Ledden, who's the Green Party TD for Limerick City, who takes an opposing view to Willie O'Dea. Uh, Brian, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat. Tell us a little bit about this uh, cycling lane. Who will it serve? How many are likely to use it? Because I presume cyclists are plying the route at the moment uh, in some danger to themselves. Yeah, indeed. Uh, And it's actually, it's probably misdescribed as city centre to the South Circular Road. It would run along the South Circular Road, but actually it connects the very large suburb of Raheen and Stuart Doyle, which has the University Hospital Limerick, thousands of workers there, the Crescent Shopping Centre, and critically the Raheen Industrial Estate, which has about 6,000 workers in it. So it would, and as well as that in the suburb, there are tens of thousands of people living and numerous primary and secondary schools. So it's really about connecting uh, a key suburb of Limerick City with the city centre. And uh, there is really no other way to do it other than to go along the South Circular Road. Now, what's there at the moment along the South Circular Road? I mean, is it two lanes? Is it in both directions? Is it one lane? I mean, what has to go? So for part of it at the moment, it's it's, it's two lanes in, 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 say, in both directions. And there are very... There are some short sections that are also very narrow and they are one lane for vehicles and they also have some on-street parking outside the front gates of some homes. So if you if you put in the safe cycling infrastructure, something has to give in those particular yeah. areas. Are there bus lanes along this? Uh, There's no bus lanes, no. So this is not served by public transport, this particular uh, route. There, there's a, a parallel route uh, called O'Connell Avenue and Balnacar Road, which is the bus lane. And this that's that will be the bus lane. There's no other route for that. Uh, and this is the obvious place to put the cycle lane connecting Raheen and Doyle with the city centre. OK, now for much of the route, then, are you saying that there is no problem adding the cycle lane? I'd like to think there's no problem. No, I mean, besides this critical area that Willie O'Dea is complaining about, but for most of its length, would it be fair to say that by reducing car traffic to one lane, that there's loads of room for cyclists? I think I'd I'd like to think uh, everybody would support all of it, to be honest. Uh, But there there is a, there's a, a, critical point there where if you want to create the safe network and you need a continuous safe network, people won't cycle 95% of a safe route and then have a 5% hostile route. Life and hands uh, for 5% of the route, 95% safe. But just going back to that question about if it's currently two lanes in both directions for a lot of the route, will you be taking out one of the car lanes to facilitate the cycles. Actually, what they're doing in that situation, they're creating what's called filtered permeability. So only local access will be able to go in there, but it will actually be two directions. So it'll massively reduce the through traffic. The, a lot of people would use this route as essentially a rat run through to the city centre. Uh, and that's really, uh, you know, it creates a hostile environment for yeah. the people who live there, of course. But, so the, but the, the two lanes will become one. Is that it for, for the bulk of this? Uh, not for, No, I would not say for the bulk of it, but for a portion of it where it's quite Constricted, uh, it'll be one lane and uh, for cars and one lane for uh, cyclists as well. Okay, so then we get to the critical point that Willie O'Dea objects to. In order to keep this safe space for cyclists, people will lose the parking outside their doors. 
Yeah, so a, a small number of homes will lose that privilege that they, they currently enjoy. Uh, and this is the point I'm trying to make, that any time that we build or seek to build critical infrastructure, and make no mistake about it, that this is critical infrastructure because it connects a suburb of the city with tens of thousands of workers and residents, uh, there will always, of course, be trade-offs, and we have to understand those trade-offs. Uh, and we should do everything we can, of course, to look after the needs of people uh, to, to whatever uh, you know point we can. Mm. But at some point, we have to say the infrastructure is critical; it needs to be safe, uh, and it needs to be yeah. built. Now, do they have front gardens that they could then pave to make way for their cars? Uh, quite a section of them would have, and uh, others wouldn't have. Wouldn't have. What is the proposal for those individuals? Is it, you know, get a bike, sell your car or is there a parking proposal for them? So there's a parking proposal as well. So the council has provided additional car parking on adjacent streets. Uh, So these people who currently, the ones that don't have front gardens, uh, who currently park outside their front gate, uh, they will have to park around the corner. So a very short distance away. And there's a very small number of those. But the people who live on those streets... And they will suddenly find these interlopers from the main road coming into their streets trying to get parking spaces. I mean, is there enough for everybody? I think there's enough for everybody. And the council has been uh, very careful to consider the needs of everybody and to weigh up the, the, the pros and the cons. And it's come up with, I think, an excellent scheme. And it's, it will be something that Limerick will be proud of uh, when it's developed. And I would like to say when it's developed rather than if, because it really does need the support mm. of all the councillors in Limerick and all the elected representatives as well. I mean, your philosophy here is omelettes and breaking eggs, basically. You have to break a few eggs to make a decent omelette. It's, it is critical infrastructure. We're talking like major industries in the rain industrial estate are supporting this cycle lane. Uh, and we have to look at this from the point of view of, uh, of efficient transport systems. If we want Limerick City to grow and if we want investment in Limerick City, then we have to have an efficient way of moving people around. And that isn't uh, by having a system that's based on private car transport, okay. as now, you know. Willie O'Dea has his ear to the ground in Limerick. I don't think anyone would ever doubt that. He is not likely to take a political line that will lose him votes. So he's obviously taking a line that he thinks will. I mean, besides having maybe a conscientious objection uh, to this on behalf of his constituents, uh, he wouldn't be going so big on this if he didn't think that the majority of people will be behind him. Yeah, I think he's taken a very short term view and and really he's elected to take a long term view like this is critical infrastructure. And as national politicians, we should always take the long term view. What's at stake here is millions of euros investment directly in the the cycle infrastructure itself, but the investment that it will enable in uh, the likes of the industrial estate in Raheen. So uh, I would say take the long term view. This is really important for Limerick. It's really important for the Midwest. It's about jobs and development and and, uh, growth as well. Okay, you're a Green Party TD. The green era is upon us. How are these people to charge their electric cars around the corner? Uh, I th- think there is a, a quite an ambitious strategy, char- EV charging strategy. Yeah, but if I charge at home, which I do, I pay far less than if I go to a public charger. Yeah. Now, ultimately, what these uh, homes will be quite near the city centre. And what we're trying to do in city centres uh, is to bring about a situation where people 
aren't dependent on cars. So, you know, that that is the objective. The, the you want to take people's cars away. That's that, a, I mean, that's no secret, by the way. Yeah, you that, prefer us all to have much more sustainable yeah, it, kinds it, of... It, I mean, smarter cities and cities that want to grow and that are ambitious about development will have efficient transport systems. And those are systems that can move more people more quickly. And that would be public transport and active travel as well. So we, we need to create a situation in Limerick, just as in every town and city in the country where we actually don't need cars to be getting around and that there are suitable alternatives, walking, cycling and public transport. Yeah, um, th- that's, the, if you like, the utopia. But uh, along the way, you know, people's individual uh, sense of their rights will have to be forfeit. And this is, you know, and it, it would any critical infrastructure, you know, that we need to grow as as a as a city or as a country, there are always going to be some trade offs. I would say in this situation, the trade offs are quite small versus the benefit that would come from the infrastructure. Uh, so, uh, and I do, I would encourage the local authority to do everything it can to look after the needs, yeah. genuine, legitimate. I'm just thinking though, if I was an owner of a property there and I saw that I will not be able to sell my property to someone who has a car. Because that's the reality. Yeah, and so you're devaluing the, the 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 property of those individuals by depriving them of what they had taken for granted, even though it's not a right. But on street parking, they had it. Yeah, it's not. They a could right. sell their houses uh, probably easily. You may make those houses, even in a housing crisis, unsellable. It's not a right, uh, but it's certainly a privilege that a lot of people in our country enjoy. But it's actually not true that the value of properties. Uh, reduces when you put in this infrastructure. Actually, all the evidence is that the value of the properties increases when you put this infrastructure. And that's not something that's widely known because what you're you giving mean to people... You'll be selling to bike owners who will cherish the safety. Well, essentially, you're putting excellent infrastructure outside their front door. If you look at even in Dublin, the coastal mobility route uh, out to Dunleary, uh, there's very strong evidence there that the value of properties uh, along that route has increased since th- that uh, infrastructure was put in during COVID. That's uh, a debate was, entirely for another day. <laughs> These temporary little arrangements that become permanent because yeah, they to, were experimental, we, experimental and, and we they never need, went away. We do need to make, uh, create permanent mm. infrastructure. We need to create safe, coherent, connected cycle networks because this is uh, an efficient mm. transport system uh, for uh, okay. Limerick in this case, but every every town and city needs this. Okay, thank you very much for joining us, Brian Ledden, Green Party TD for uh, Limerick City. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.